Welcome to In All Things. I'm Sierra, and I would love to welcome you into my living room to have real conversations with you about everything from forgiveness and personalities to community and discipleship. So let's imagine we're sitting on my couch and encouraging each other to seek Christ in all things. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to In All Things. I am excited that you are here today. I have on today a guest, Melissa. She is a family friend, and I'm excited to have her share her testimony. Welcome, Melissa. Hi. So, Melissa, just to get us started, why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do? Um, Yeah, my name is Melissa, and um, I am a wife and a mom of three uh, my kids are 10 and under, and I homeschool. Awesome. Wonderful. I asked you on today just because I would love to hear your testimony, and I think that it would bless a lot of people for you to share your testimony. So when and how did you come to know the Lord? Yeah, of course. I come from a Catholic background, and growing up, my parents made sure that we got to church on the weekends. Um, so I was physically in church, but... That was about it. Um, when I graduated and moved out, I stopped going to church altogether. Um, and it wasn't until quite a few years later, like I was 28, 29, um, when the Lord became real to me. I'd always believed that there was a God, but he was indifferent and probably pretty angry. <laughs> mm. And so I guess it began when... Um, I used to listen to the radio on my drive to and from work, and I would get bored with secular radio, and so I decided to give um, Christian radio a try, um, which looking back now was kind of like incredible because I really had no time for anything anything Christian. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, I would listen to sermons on the radio for the first time in my life. I started um, to have an interest in God's Word. And so a few months of this went by and like something weird started to happen to me. I started to feel like conviction for the wrong in my life. Um, and just the things that have become so normal to me and every day started to feel wrong. And I didn't really know it at the time, but God was like stepping in and showing me the sin in my life. Mm. But like I said, I didn't really know it at the time. And sure. so I, I kind of like didn't know what was happening to me. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah. I went from like things are normal to um, feeling really like conviction and, and guilt. Um, and I had a feeling it was something spiritual, but beyond that, I didn't really know. And so I even went to go talk to a priest during this time. Oh, wow. And to see if he could help me out, kind of steer okay. me in the right direction. And I didn't really get much help there. I was probably babbling so much that <laughs> I probably confused him just as much as I was. That's funny. <laughs> so anyway, the guilt became like pretty heavy for me. Mm. And I remember just like sitting in my kitchen one day, just sobbing with mm. regret. Um. And so I was, I would continue to listen to these sermons on the radio. And like you hear all the time, they would talk about the sinner's prayer mm -hmm. and how you can be saved. And, and you would think after listening to all these sermons and the conviction that I felt 
and the fact that like sin had really lost its enjoyment for me. Sure. And I really wanted to know God and like become a child of God. And so you would think it'd be like a no brainer to ask the Lord into my life um, and follow him, which is what I wanted to do. But I won't go into like a lot of detail about it. But at this point in my life, I was pretty entangled in my sin. I didn't find joy in it, but I also felt like I couldn't just leave it behind and follow the Lord. Um, I guess I didn't trust God. I didn't trust God to take care of me or my needs, Mm -hmm. like in a real way. Sure. That was just something I never, I had never seen in my life happen before. I've never, I thought that was like something that people said, but they didn't really believe. Sure. So all of this was going on uh, around the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And I sort of made a deal with myself that I would get my act together. (laughs) And by the end of the year, I would ask the Lord into my life. I had a plan. And so I had heard about coming to Christ as you are. But again, I thought I knew, I thought I knew better than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I really did think for sure that God didn't want me the way I was. Mm. And I didn't want to make a commitment to God unless I knew that I would do it unhindered, I guess, was my reasoning. So I wish I could say that, like, the Lord stepped in and I, you know, instantly knew and I gave my life to him, but that just wasn't wasn't the case. So um, during the course of that year, I knew that the life I was living was wrong, but I kind of just put my head down and stubbornly persisted in it. Um, and the longer the longer that I persisted, the less and less I felt that conviction. Mm. So um, once the end of the year finally came, <laughs> I waited a couple additional months just to put a little space between my disobedience and my coming to the Lord. It sounds really stupid. <laughs> it sounds really stupid, like saying it out loud, but like just to, you know, let the Lord cool down a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and this was at the beginning of 2015? This was like 2015, okay. yeah. So, or no, this was, when was this? This would have been at the end of 2015. So after that, I I did finally ask the Lord into my life. And honestly, I feel like he was there the whole time. Mm. But... Um, I got a Bible and I started reading it and found a church. And during that time that I was resisting the Lord, I never prayed. Okay. I never talked to him. I was just learning about him. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I wanted to, I wanted to pray and I wanted, I don't know. It was just very strange. I, I wanted this relationship, but I knew I wouldn't be faithful. Okay. And so I didn't cross that boundary. I didn't pray. I didn't get a Bible or, you know, spend any alone time with the Lord. Mm. None of that. So, um, so real honest prayer was so good to finally be able to do. But really, um, I guess for the first few years, I felt a lot of guilt for not acting in faith 
from the very beginning. Okay. Um, because looking back now, I know, I know that, I know that God would have seen me through it mm-hmm. if I would have just had a little bit of faith in Him. Sure. And just trusted. Right. You know, I know mm-hmm. it. I know He would have made it work out, but. And then I could have had a really cool testimony. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I was pretty stubborn. So I felt a lot of guilt for quite a while after asking the Lord into my life for not following him from the beginning. Um, And I even felt for a while like I had, that I possibly even missed my opportunity to be saved, to be be a child of God because... um, I don't know. It was just, I started to feel like God's forgiveness passed me by oh. almost. Um, I believed it for other people, you know. Okay. Yeah. I believed God's forgiveness was out there for other people, just not me. And it took a lot of time and like really persisting and pursuing the Lord and finding out what the Bible actually says mm-hmm. um, and lots of prayer that I finally started to believe that God's arms were open for me like the whole time anyway. So, yeah. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. You talked a lot about like feeling that guilt. So what are some things that you've learned about God's grace since that beginning? Um, I think that God uses our disobedience for good as well. Mm-hmm. I have to say there was a couple of Bible stories that I would turn to when I really felt like the heaviness. Mm. Um, one was David and Bathsheba. Okay. Right. You know, David's David knew exactly what he was doing, mm-hmm. but he persisted. Um, and Jonah. Yep. It was just Same that thing. continuing in disobedience, knowing better, mm-hmm. but you continue, but the Lord never gave up on them. The Lord never left them. Mm-hmm. And it was the same in my story as well. Yeah. And God still used them right. in his story. Mm-hmm. Right. That's awesome. So all this, all that time, was your husband already a believer or? No. Okay. No, he wasn't. Um, he was raised Lutheran. Okay. So he was raised going to church, but there wasn't that relationship, that personal re- relationship. Mm-hmm. Um. So this was, I have, I mean, it was kind of a weird point for him too, Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I'd say it took, it took him a couple of years to, oh, okay, before he became a believer. Okay. So. Did he go to church with you in that time? He did. No, he wasn't. Okay. He did. He joined me in church and, which I'm thankful for, you know, mm-hmm. I think so often that, yeah, you know, one person, one spouse would. Right follow the Lord and the other one would stay at home. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad that he came with and he got to hear these messages as well. Oh, that's amazing. And then he came to know him too. Yep. That's awesome. Um, how has your faith now changed how you raise your family? Cause you had already, you had, how many kids did you have at that point? Um, trying to do the math. I had one. <laughs> okay. I had said, one at the time. Okay. Um, but things have still changed, I'm sure. And how you, how you raise your family. Right. Um, well, I'm so thankful that I'm so thankful that this happened that I came to faith while my kids were still so little or my one child mm-hmm. was so young. 
that we were that we have the opportunity to raise them right um you know for the lord mm-hmm. um but i guess before anything else i want my kids to know god um which is a major reason for us homeschooling um and i guess i just couldn't in good faith send them to a school where they would learn something that would be counter sure to what god says right especially in their in their formative years mm-hmm. um, because I believe that God did give these children to my husband and I and we have the responsibility to raise them and to teach them truth and to lead them to Christ um, so we're really now we're very careful about the things we bring into our home the movies we watch mm-hmm. the books we read the type of music we listen to yeah um, just the way we speak and treat one another. Mm-hmm. It all matters. Right. Yeah, absolutely. What goes on in our home will shape them for the rest of their lives. And 100%. so we feel this responsibility now. Okay. So homeschooling was not always on the table for you. It kind of came up after you became a believer. So homeschooling, I I knew one person that homeschooled. Okay. And I guess we sent our oldest to preschool. So he went to preschool in public school. Okay. And after that, the school kind of wanted a commitment from us. Oh. And that was right about the time we were, I should say, it was more me in the beginning than my husband. Um, But at that time, I was really like kind of questioning if that would be the best environment for him. Okay. Especially in light of being Christians now, would that be a good thing for him or not? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's about it. We he went to preschool, and then during that time, we I was kind of questioning it. And oh, then we went to we went to Mache and learned, which is um, the Minnesota Association for Christian Homeschool Home Education. (laughs) There we go, Home Education. (laughs) It's a big conference in Minnesota every year. Yep. So we went to that, and we learned a lot more about homeschooling and. It became less daunting. Okay. And thankfully, um, my son was only going to be five. So we would be okay. starting, you know, very, very basic very things at basic, home. Yep. So we wouldn't be jumping into, you know. Algebra. Hell, high school, <laughs> yeah. high school algebra. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, then we, okay. we started when he was in kindergarten. Okay. That's awesome. So you kind of talked about um, that when you became a believer, you found a church. How did you choose a church when you first became a Christian? I didn't know any Christians at the time. Oh, okay. So I did what I could do online. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really did a lot of research online, like like that. just that question, how do you pick a church? Yeah. Um, so... I came to two things. I really wanted a Bible-based church and a church that valued children. Mm. And you were able to find one. And we were able to find one, yes. Okay, awesome. So who have been some influential people in your faith as you've grown over the last six years? Um, well, I do have to say your mom. Okay. She's, she was always so sweet to us. When we were new in church, she would always, like, she would drop what she was doing and come and greet my family and I. Mm-hmm. And I remember my husband saying, 
why is she so nice to us? <laughs> so, and she's been very good at, at like, including me or like mm. helping me to grow my faith. She's really been um, inspiring that way. But I also, I feel like I learned something from most Christians that I spend time with. Mm-hmm. Um, I've met a lot of like really kind, like humble generous people and that just inspires me yeah. um and i just love to be around like just like stable obedient christians mm. it's it's um it just helps me to have someone to like see see them living out their faith mm-hmm. um but then even sometimes i learn like what i don't want to be like you know when you'll see like a, a believer who's maybe not being a very good reflection of Christ, you know, I kind of put that inside, like, you know, take note, just a little note. Yep. Yep. That's a good reminder too, um, for everyone to look for things that we can learn in other people. And also a good reminder for all of us to be aware that other people are watching us and to be a good example. (laughs) Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are some differences that you see in yourself since you've become a believer? I would have to say my perspective and my heart. Um, I see the world a lot more as like just lost souls, mm. just a lot of lost and confused people, not bad people, not, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're just people in need of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a lot more compassion for people. I was the exact same way not very long ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was lost and confused and believing Satan's lies yeah. um, without even realizing it. And I think that so many people are living their lives like that now. It just, I guess I, I kind of have like my heart hurts for that kind of right situation, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, your story allows you to be empathetic and compassionate to those people in the same situations. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite way to spend time with the Lord right now? Um, probably reading. I love to read about the Lord. Okay. Um, I like having quiet time in the morning where I can read a chapter or two of scripture before the kids are up, mm-hmm. which does not always happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I do strive for it. And I guess I just enjoy reading like a variety of Christian books as well. Um, I like to read about other people's encounters with Christ and Mm. yeah, reading just brings me closer, I think. Yeah. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible? Probably Corinthians, first Mm -hmm. Corinthians. There's so much meat in those, Mm -hmm. those and like Romans and yeah, that's awesome. Uh, when you first became a Christian, then what are some ways that you dove deeper into your faith? Okay. Well, well, one of the more dramatic changes early on was my thirst for God's word. Mm-hmm. I would just, I would pick up the Bible and I could sit and read it for hours oh. if I had the time. Right. Um, it was so new and interesting to me and it was so real. You know, it's different mm-hmm. when you pick up the Bible and it's, it's real. Yeah. Instead of stories or. Sure. Right. 
Um, and I remember just thinking, like, how did I not know this? Okay. You know, as someone who wasn't a Christian, I thought I knew what was in the Bible. But when I actually read it, there was so many things that just genuinely surprised me. It surprised me all that I didn't know that I thought I did. Okay. Yeah. How would you say that that's changed as you've matured in your faith? Well, I still have a thirst for God's word. Um, but I guess now it's more, instead of just me sitting by myself, mm-hmm. trying to figure it out, um, there's, I have more community now and, um, I really enjoy being part of a Bible study group where we can talk, um, about what each of us picked up on and just hearing other people's take on things Sure, is really helpful too. That's awesome. Isn't it? I love being able to do that too. Yeah. What are you guys studying right now? We are in, why did my mind just go blank? We're studying Genesis. Genesis. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's awesome. It's been really fun. Very cool. If there's somebody who wants to, who's listening right now and wants to grow deeper in their faith, what do you have any tips for them and things to do or read or find? All right. So I would say don't make assumptions about God. Just get in the word and learn what he says. That's good. That's really good. Um, And then I'd say get community, get -hmm. people around you that also strive to follow the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's a huge theme. I feel like through it comes up a lot throughout all my guest episodes or just my solo podcast episodes about finding a community is really important and really helps you strengthen your relationship in the Lord too. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing your story. I appreciate it. And it's great to hear how God works. And through Christian Radio. Of course. That's, yeah. That's amazing. Thanks for so, having me. Of course. Thanks. Have a great day, everybody. I'm so glad you tuned in for today's conversation. I hope you are leaving uplifted in your walk with the Lord because that is my prayer for this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at In All Things Pod. And I would love it if you invited more friends into our conversations. You can also visit my website at inallthingspodcast.com. If this episode was encouraging to you, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening platform because it helps the algorithms and it allows In All Things to be accessible to more people. See you next time.